0: Hello to all. Our wedding planning couples. I'm Tara, and welcome to the Complete Wedding Planning podcast. I'm excited to share my creativity and 14 years experience as a professional wedding planner and decorator.
1: And I'm Josh, and we're so happy you're joining us for some solid, down-to-earth wedding planning advice that I've accumulated over my 18 years in the industry. We believe that weddings are supposed to be fun and fulfilling, not full of stress and conflict. We are presented by Complete Weddings and Events, your leading provider of photo, video, DJ, photo booth, lighting, and coordination services.
0: Visit us at CompleteWeDo.com for more information.
1: The perfect day is planned, and it includes the perfect DJ set to keep the dance floor packed all night. And that's all they're going to do, right? Well, maybe, but they shouldn't. So what else can your DJ do besides play music? We'll discuss that today. So Tara, I'd say the biggest question to jump right into this is what is a DJ supposed to do aside from just play music?
0: Absolutely. Uh, As a coordinator, the DJ is definitely one of our most important assets when it comes to a wedding day. And that can be those that are playing ceremony music, but really it comes into the reception part of the evening is really the it's the DJs evening and they're kind of make or break the party and make sure that everybody is in line and knows what's going on, what's coming up next. Um, They help keep the flow. They communicate with vendors um, to really just kind of keep things moving. And hopefully they're also going a little bit above and beyond, maybe holding the door open and even doing some of those interactive games and stuff like that so that everybody's having a good time.
1: Okay, so we touched a lot of ground there. We can kind of start going through those one by one. What would you say is the most important of everything you you listed? I, I would say that it's probably the MC portion and making sure everybody knows where they're supposed to be.
0: Yes, definitely. So being an MC throughout the evening, and when we say MC, it's typically, you know, master of ceremonies, the, the person who is guiding the day for you. Um, In, you know, the person with the microphone. um, So a little bit more than what your coordinator would do. I have had those weddings as a coordinator where they have said, I'm just going to create a playlist. We just, you know, want someone to hit play and that's about it. That's fine if you just want background music and maybe occasionally some dancing, but if you truly want to be introduced into your reception, if you want someone to introduce the toast, if you want someone to introduce the cake cutting and explain that you're going into your first dances and what that song is, and really line up all of those events throughout your evening, you need somebody on a microphone who is going to make those announcements. I've even had the great pleasure of being that MC for those clients that want to just do a playlist. I do not encourage that, although I am good at public speaking and can be quick on my toes when it comes to a microphone in my hand, but it's not, that's not what I do. I don't have that influx in my voice that, you know, gets the crowd hyped up. And that's what a a good MC can do. And they're, they're definitely allowing the guests to know what's going on. And so I always, when I'm talking to the clients about having a DJ, I'm, talking to them about okay when it's time for the grand entrance we can't just say okay everybody the bride and groom are here yay clap like it doesn't work that way instead we first have to get everybody to their seats and probably finished up at the bar line and then we typically will want to prep the crowd so they know what's about to happen and what's going on And then from there, we are wanting them to say your names and the bridal party names. And that's where that pump up of excitement. Everybody is so excited in that moment. And it really kind of sets the tone for the rest of the evening. And then when it comes down to, okay, it's time for the toast. Again, we can't just say, okay, everybody, listen up. Bobby, the best man, is going to give a toast. Again, it doesn't work that way. We have to grab everybody's attention. We need to make sure their drinks are full. And so your DJ is doing just that. Hey, everybody, the toasts are coming up in 10 minutes. Make sure your glasses are full. And wedding party, head on back to the head table. He's lining things up so people, not only your guests, but your wedding party knows what's going on. And they're all prepared. And so emceeing is definitely a good thing to have um, other than just playing music.
1: Yeah, I'll say even more specifically what you alluded to, Every everything there. Uh, there's there's a difference between having the things that actually happen and making sure that people are actually paying attention. And there's a lot of training that goes into being able to, to do that. You can say the toasts are coming up, but being able to make things flow correctly and to have everybody prepared at the same time is... Is a little more than just simply picking up a microphone and it's like you said there it's the way that you say things it's the way that you introduce yourself to the crowd it's the way that you kind of put your stake in the ground that I'm the one with the microphone who is going to be calling the shots here tonight and this is how stuff's going to go and that's just the way that it's going to be and a lot of that rapport really starts with the couple when you're doing all the, the pre-calls before. And, and I'm sure as a coordinator, you, you run into a lot of this, the same, you get up and and go to address the wedding party and the the couple will say, Hey, pay attention. This is a person that we put in charge to uh, make all of these different things go well. So you need to listen to them. And uh, a a DJ that has a, a decent command of a room is inherently that and I think most wedding guests absolutely understand that. So if a DJ is doing their job from an MC standpoint, there's an inherent sense of, you know, I'm the one who's uh, controlling the room and you're going to you're gonna follow the schedule that I give. Um, I've always, uh, as a wedding DJ, described myself as, uh, you know, a light version of a wedding planner, you know, compared to somebody like you. I'm a light version of a wedding planner. It's pretty good with music and... Uh, <laughs> It, it, it's, uh, it's one of those things just over the amount of time I've just uh, accumulated a, a second nature of how a day is supposed to go and there's just certain things um, when, you're, when you're emceeing uh, it's uh, picking up the rest of the details. So think about a toast for example. Um, what, are, what are the things that are important aside from the person who's getting ready to talk um, to be in place? Well there's probably going to be at least one camera in there because there's pictures always at a wedding and the couple's probably going to want a picture of it so having the uh, photographer ready to go when you do a big moment such as a toast is is going to be an important thing if there's a video it's super important because you can't fake the beginning or end of a toast they truly have to be prepared before you even think about anything and I even uh, you know try to read the situation of when we talk about toast, what's the order going to be? And I'll ask specific questions uh, to the couple during the the pre portion, then I'll kind of assess the situation and the, the heat of everything as well. Um, First question, how long are these speeches gonna be? And if they say something like, oh, 30 seconds max, okay, I'm dealing with a group of people that does not wanna be on a microphone. So we're gonna all keep right. things moving. And I understand how much time I need to block out for. Um, but if, if you find out that you have uh, people that are corporate trainers that happen to uh, travel around the country and talk in front of people all the time, you know that you're in for bare minimum of five minute toast. And so you need to make sure that you consider that if you're trying to get it done before dinner, um, if you're trying to get it in between two courses. And you just need to make sure that you can adjust the schedule on the fly. And again, you'll, you'll most likely be working with a coordinator or somebody from the venue to, to keep the schedule moving. But it's important to be cognizant mm-hmm. of things like that. And if I can tell that you have uh, like a best man or a maid of honor that's a really good speaker and then another one you know, who's not, I try to make the uh, less good speaker go first. So they're not getting, you know, shown up in front of uh, what they what they have to do, and um, just try to try to think about how the vibe of the night's going to go. And if somebody's really nervous, I'll I'll pick out an inanimate object um, that's going to be in front of them between them and the camera, and say, "Hey, if you get you know nervous, talk to those flowers right there. Nobody's going to know. It'll be fine." Uh, so those those are some of the uh, the extra things when you're when you're trying to you know, control uh, control a room as an MC and we're we're kind of bleeding into keeping the schedule moving. So kind of expand a little bit more on how how a good DJ slash MC can keep the schedule moving.
0: Absolutely. The we've talked about timelines and stuff like that in previous episodes. And so again if you're not having a coordinator create that for you we still encourage you to have something and a lot of times it's your dj that's helping you create that schedule and that flow of events and it may not be down to the t of the time like a coordinator would do but them as well as your photographer are going to create okay right after grand entrance we're going into prayer and then dinner and then after dinner we'll do toast and then cake cutting and then dances and that flow is really important for all of your vendors uh, so that A, they can capture those moments and B, the venue owner can, you know, dim the lighting or maybe there's a table rearrangement after dinner. Um, the caterers obviously need to know food times are going to be pretty accurate so that they can plan their meal. And so all of those moving pieces have to come into play and be someone has to be the director. And so if you don't have a coordinator, then typically it's that DJ's job because the photographer really wants to focus on capturing the pictures and not looking at the timeline every 10 seconds. And so they really are leaning on the DJ. And so by doing, by having that DJ who is well-versed in creating that timeline and flow and following it and knowing What preparation, just like you were talking about, you know, it's not just, hey, it's toast time. It's preparing the photographer, preparing the videographer, making sure you know what order the toasts are going to go in and how long they're going to be ahead of time so that you can really plan out what that reception flow is going to look like. But also the big thing is that they're the person that can help make the changes to that flow and that schedule. And so they are, instead of you going and communicating with your photographer that you want to bustle your dress and then telling your DJ, you want to bustle your dress and then telling the videographer and then telling your mom and your sister and everybody who needs to know things, you might be able to just lean on the DJ and say, Hey, I need to bustle my dress, play two more songs, and I'll let you know when I'm ready, and then the DJ will go tell the photographer, and the videographer, and the venue coordinator who is maybe going to change the lighting. Whoever needs to know those things, having that person who can kind of direct all of those changes for you will eliminate some of the stress of you running around um, trying to get all of that communicated, and so definitely communicate the schedule with your DJ, and let them help guide you, but know that it's your day, and you can come up you know, we'll have suggestions of the, the flow, like I you know mentioned before, but if you want to come in and do your first dance first or come in and cut your cake first, then great. We can make those changes and we can um, kind of allow you, you know, give you suggestions on, is it best to actually cut your cake first? Um, you know, it possibly is. I have a lot of clients that we choose to put cake cutting first when they don't actually have traditional cake that people are eating and waiting to be cut. Because kids stare at a donut wall and a cupcake stand um, and cookies and all of that that's out there right after dinner, and they are eager to eat it. And even the adults, like I hate waiting for cake. And so if you're not planning this big formal five-tiered cake that someone's going to have to cut after you cut it, then why make people wait for that moment after dinner? Let you, know, you cut cake immediately upon arrival, even put your little two-tiered at your head table so you don't have to go to a separate table after Grand Entrance cut it get that out of the way people can go to dinner and then stream right into the dessert bar and grab their cookies, cupcakes, donuts whatever it may be and not have to wait for that. Um, and so your DJ as well as your coordinator can help tell you from previous ex- previous experiences what a good flow is.
1: Yeah, I totally agree and um, one of the things that I always try to do and, and I think that this is uh, just a general best practice from somebody who's done this enough times um, you have to know, the hard and fast things, and you have to know the things where you can have some judgment and some flexibility. And so what I always tell couples are the the two timings that I'm looking at that are most important are dinner has to happen when the caterer says dinner's happening. We don't wanna serve anybody less than uh, optimal quality food. That's an important thing. It's uh, one of your top expenses. We talk about top expenses all the time. And it's also one of those things that can uh, sway the memory of guests and yourself and and your wedding party one way or the other. So dinner's gonna be on time. That's the most important thing right there. The uh, second most important thing is I need to know when your cameras are leaving the building for the night. So what's the contract time for your photographer and videographer? Cause uh, there's certain things that we have to make sure that we capture. Going to make the uh, assumption that the uh, toasts and the grand entrance and all of those things are going to be pretty adequately adequately captured, but we're going to want to make sure that we get the first dances and any dances with parents, and then even more down the road, you're going to want pictures of your guests at the party. So we've got to make sure that we get at least half an hour worth of you know party music, and I want to try and make sure that I get a line dance and a slow dance and a couple of different light vibes just so. Your photographer has something to uh, pick from when they're giving, you know, you as a couple a really good gallery, and it takes time. I mean, there's there's only there's only uh, uh, so much of a, an amount of time that you can limit on that. And if you are throwing a bouquet and garter, not happening in every wedding these days. But if you are throwing a bouquet and garter, that's a good last thing to uh, get captured. So. Everything that I'm going to do is going to make sure that we're on time for dinner and on time for any of the things that we have to capture before the cameras get out of there for the night. Outside of that, we can be pretty flexible and uh, you hit the nail on the head. Being the uh, one person who's the the quarterback of the schedule, if you will, that's going to let the rest of everybody know, um, you know, hey, camera people, you guys can relax. We got another song because uh, the bride needed to use the restroom or bustle or dress or, you know, both. And uh, I told her to go because uh, now's a good time to do it. and We have time. And, you know, there's, there's not a better situation than, you know, at that point, she's trying to enjoy her day. And I don't want her to be miserable. And she's trying to listen to somebody give a 10 minute speech about all the uh, ridiculous things that are, you know, now spouse did in college. So, you know, we're, we're trying to keep the day moving and be enjoyable. So anyway, um, other things, uh, I think we alluded to when there's not a coordinator that, that's really important. But uh, you also mentioned some white glove service as well. So what do you mean by white glove service?
0: Yeah, those are definitely the things that your DJ that's kind of out of the norm. That's when they come from behind the booth, um, which we always encourage our DJs to do a lot of, uh, but they are they come away from the table and maybe they are clearing plates from the head table before the toast happened because the last thing you want in all of your pictures during toast are all the empty beer cans and or dirty dinner plates. And so they might be helping the caterers clear or maybe your caterers were a drop-off service. And so they're taking that extra mile to just kind of help out there they may be, you know, typically your DJ is the first one on site uh, to your reception before even you arrive. And even most of the time before your guests start to get there. And so they may be that greeter and holding the door open for your guests and uh, making sure that they know where the guest book is and where to put their gifts. And if there's table assignments, they may be just, you know, letting them know where that sign is. And so they often act act as like the host. Um, There's times that our DJs will get drinks for the bride and groom after they've made their way from their grand entrance to their head table. Because again, it typically is grand entrance and straight into dinner. And we know our couples are thirsty. And so they're grabbing their first initial drink from the bar. They may be pouring champagne. Um, I've seen definitely DJs that have also been a part of moving the tables after dinner so that they can have a dance floor some even grab the the broom and mop and clean up spills on the dance floor and so it's really just going that extra mile for the client um, especially when they don't have the added staff of venue staff or a coordinator Um, and so just taking the time to pick up a few little extra things here and there that makes the couple's life easier and less stressful and more enjoyable for everyone.
1: Yeah, the way that I always describe white glove service is just attention to detail and, and just think of the details and a lot of that comes from, you know, good training direction you get when you get into the industry, but also just experience being at a ton of weddings and you know, one of the one of the moves that I've uh, tried to go to is uh, I like to um, have the grand entrance happen. I love it when the couple cuts the cake right away and you know, an ideal situation is to get to a point where we're doing a uh, toast or something to that effect or at least a welcome from one of the parents right away so everybody from the wedding party is going to want a drink, probably because they just want to drink anyway. And so uh, a, a good goal for me is before I get everybody lined up, I'll say, hey, make sure that you have a drink at your table. If you don't need, if you need something, uh, I don't want you going up and waiting in line. I'm going to go butt in front of everybody and I'll get them for the entire head table. So, uh, but, you know, thinking of details like that. And uh, I mean, another thing that you, you specifically mentioned, if there's tables that have to get out of the way for a dance floor, I always look at it as the thing between me and having fun with this crowd is getting those tables moved. So I will help mm-hmm. with that if I need to. Uh, also not afraid to tell the entire uh, set of groomsmen, hey, you guys are here to work. So, you know, roll up your sleeves and get that table out of the way. Uh, a, a lot of it's just, uh, you know, goes goes back to the same thing of uh, a good DJ will be focused on details and helping just make everything happen. And the whole the whole point is getting to that next step of whatever the night is and making sure that everybody knows about it and you bring the entire you know guest and wedding party along for the ride
0: absolutely and i would even say that that white glove service extends over to the vendors too I love it when I have a DJ that's there and set up and ready to go early. And I am kind of scrambling sometimes, not all the time, because I'm pretty well planned. But there are definitely times that things don't always go well for a coordinator or the decorator. And we're scrambling to get the candles lit before the reception doors open. And so we have DJs that will hop in and just be like, hey, what do you need help with? You want me to help light candles? Absolutely. Thank you so much. There are times that the DJs are packed up at the end of the night waiting. Before I'm finished clearing all the decor. And I've even had some that have stuck around and helped. And I remember those DJs fondly. Um, You know, it's obviously great that they're playing good music and they're not there to help me. Uh, But going that extra mile for the vendors is also something that, you know, we definitely at Complete train our staff to do. But I find even some of the non Complete, you know, employees that I'm working with um, and vendors that we deal with that just going that extra mile to help out the vendors in any way that you possibly can. Um, is definitely you know something that makes a really good Dj.
1: yeah, one of my favorite things to do if I run the ceremony music is uh, drinks for the wedding party bottle of water for the photographer. you're gonna be friends with everybody uh, before before you even do anything. I mean one of one of my uh, one of my favorite things to hear is uh, when uh, when I'll go and talk to the couple and we haven't even done the first dances like oh my god you're doing a great job I'm just like yeah you haven't even seen me really do anything that most people think I'm here for tonight but uh I appreciate that because I, I agree with you that's not just my job you know the music is an important thing but you know we also have to have the have the music as well so
0: yeah, I, I forgot one great thing I love about white glove service is when the DJs will hold the plate for the bride. The last yes. thing a bride needs is barbecue sauce or pasta or anything like that falling on her white dress. Um, and so I love to see obviously COVID kind of change that aspect a little bit. But back, back you know, when things are normal, we definitely um, would see that the DJs would do that. And that's always a nice gesture. Um, again, just going that extra mile is awesome.
1: Yeah, no, my uh, my line is always, "Hey, let me carry your plate." The first thing I want spilled on that dress is a drink when you're out on the dance floor with your bridesmaids. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's insane to think that you're gonna not spill anything. But let's not make it dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so another thing that you mentioned was uh, interactive type of things. Um, what what are we talking about here? I know you kind of alluded to trivia. I know you mentioned interactive type of things. So the first place my head goes is a shoe game, but is there anything else that you're really trying to get into? Yep.
0: interaction is what complete prides themselves on. Um, we are not a company that just sits behind the booth and hits play and gets on the microphone a few times. That's That's not where we shine. We do shine on being interactive. Interactive can be as simple as just going around table to table and asking for requests and then maybe releasing your tables. That's a very limited interaction, but it's still interaction. They're still, in, you know, being involved with your guest and making sure that they're playing what they want to hear too, because obviously the party's for you, the couple, but just the couple and their music taste may not be what everybody else's music tastes. So getting those requests is key. And then you're seeing them when it comes to those line dances and those icebreaker dances, as we call them, Um, such as your Cupid Shuffle, um, Copperhead Road, the Wobble, you know, all kinds of things. They are out there showing the guests how to do it. Your young crowd probably knows what they're doing, but maybe grandma or Aunt Betty wanna get on the floor and bust a move, you know, and they don't know all the dances. Or maybe there's little kids that are trying to follow their parents' footsteps and they cannot get it. And so we have some of them that have asked us to, on the microphone, like count down the steps. We've also just had some like, eh, you don't need to be that involved but get out there and show them how to do it um even me as a coordinator i love to dance to copperhead road and so i've you know been the person that has leaded you know that dance and showed people the moves um, that's about the only dance i can remember all the moves to. but you know just getting out there and having fun with the crowd um kind of just shows your your excitement and your the the funness that you can bring to the party and then Definitely kind of being the leader of those games, such as the shoe game, um, even getting the crowd hyped up for bouquet and garter toss. I mean, it's not just, all right, now toss your bouquet. That does nothing for it. That, it's calling out all the single ladies. And if they don't all come out, you're asking the bride, hey, who do you know in the crowd that needs to get out here? It's then you may be doing a pre-run of the bouquet toss so your photographer can get the best picture. And so you're counting down, but she's not actually throwing it. Having that person that's interactive and can really lead that is more than just being an MC. It's having that personality that can really direct the crowd and show that hypeness of what your event needs. And then definitely, you know, a great thing that we've introduced over this last year is adding trivia to the, to the game plan for the evening. There, are, there were times this past year that we couldn't have a lot of dancing. And so that trivia just gives your guests something to do again, not something you can just throw up on the board and hope people do it. You have to have a DJ that's involved and interactive and can really hype the crowd up for what you're about to do and go through like a game show host um, to really make it enjoyable. And so a, a great DJ is definitely going to be able to bring all of those elements and show their personality so that everybody really feels connected, I guess.
1: Yeah, first uh, thing that I'll point out, I'm glad that you uh, geotagged yourself uh, once again by bringing up and doubling down on Copperhead Road. <laughs> <laughs> I am as country
0: as I come. <laughs>
1: Obviously from the country at this point, but uh, yeah, I love Steve Earle. I, love Steve I do great. know the wobble, okay? I do know the wobble. <laughs> But some of some of the best pictures and video that you can see uh, are, are if you've got a DJ or somebody trying to show grandma how to do the wobble. That's uh, that's just a memory that you're always going to love because it's so cool that she's trying to get out there and, uh, you know, a good a good DJ can, you know, help you get her up uh, front by the, the wedding party or, you know, any other, you know, aunt or uncle that's uh, trying to trying to fit in and be one of the cool kids for the night. And, uh, you know, definitely getting to the age where I'm a. Uh, telling more kids to get off my lawn than to (laughs) follow me for cool stuff (laughs) but yeah uh, we'll definitely have to do something more uh, targeted to talk about the complete interactive uh, because some of the things that are just kind of hard to to visualize just talking about it I mean the social wall that we can do just a way to bring everybody together it was a great product that was that was put together to you know, address a certain problem that's going to have some staying power, you know, long-term is uh, something that we can talk about more. And yeah, I mean, the uh, the interaction with the the icebreaker dances, I mean, I, I tell people all the time, you know, Complete's been a DJ company for over 40 years and we'd like to think of ourselves as the pioneer of doing things like the chicken dance at a wedding so y'all are welcome for that yeah
0: ymca (laughs) with
1: props is ymca with props absolutely absolutely (laughs) i remember watching a training video of that (laughs) and uh we had we had props coming in all the time it's just like hey my construction hat stash needs to be uh needs to be replenished because the bridesmaids took them. It's just one of those things that, uh, you know, it's, it's the kind of moment, you know, don't even know that you're getting into and uh, you remember from your wedding. So.
0: Yes. And oftentimes you can find that the, a good interactive DJ can really help. I, I have a lot of couples that say like, well, we're not really a dancing, dancing crowd or the bride's family likes to dance, but the groom's family doesn't. A good interactive DJ is going to hopefully get everybody on the dance floor, even those that are a little more timid because like, they're out there being goofy and showing them that you don't have to know the dance. Like we'll teach you the dance Um, And, and, you know, it could be as, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily a dance with instructions. Maybe they just want to figure out how to do a two-step or they, you know, want to do the snowball dance and go back to high school or the conga line, you know, and it's, again, just having somebody that can really set up those events um, in a great way um, with enough personality when they're on the microphone to get everybody like... I want to do this. Let's do this. It's it's having the bridesmaids run in from the bathroom. This is my jam. I gotta do this song. Um, I hear that all the time.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's awesome. Uh, anything else to add before we get out of here?
0: No. I mean, definitely. Again, a DJ can make or break the party. So do your research and look at reviews. And definitely, uh, if you can't have a coordinator, make sure your DJ is somebody that is going to effectively communicate with all of your vendors and keep your flow.
1: Yeah, I mean, those are questions that I think are good to uh, ask when you're trying to decide if the DJ is going to be a good personality fit. I mean, keep in mind, you know, say this all the time, uh, your vendors are people you're going to spend a a good portion of a really important day with. So make sure it's somebody that you're going to be able to vibe with personally, but also, you know, ask the DJ, what do you, what do you do if you have to be flexible? you know, because the situation, there's a good chance that it's going to come up because, you know, life has a tendency to happen. So uh, that's, that's kind of our parting advice. Just uh, make sure that you have the conversation, get some comfort and rapport and, and make sure that you believe they're up to the task of uh, keeping your night moving. And until next time, take care.
0: Cheers, everyone. Happy planning. We hope you enjoyed this episode and you got some helpful insight as you plan the big day. So until next time, I'm Tara with the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast.
1: And I'm Josh. Please make sure to subscribe to our channel and rate and review us if you like what you hear. We are presented by Complete Weddings and Events, your leading provider of photo, video, DJ, photo booth, lighting, and coordination services.
0: Visit CompleteWeDo.com for more info. Happy wedding planning!